don't give it like a the podcast platform of the Phenomenalist by Leopold Lambert. Today, civil campaign to protect the Dahlia of Raouch in Beirut with Abia Saksouk, Amira Arabi, Ali Darwish, and Tania Alkouli. Hello, everybody. Today, my guests uh, are Abia Saksouk, Amira Arabi, and uh, Ali Darwish, who are um, uh, architect and urbanist for Abir and uh, environmentalist for Amira and Ali. Um, and we are in Beirut for the first, uh, <coughs> the first uh, interview of, uh, of, a, of a long series uh, in the Levant in uh, Egypt. And so today we're going to speak about um, uh, a very current uh, struggle, uh, spatial struggle, against the development in, uh, in Dalia, in, um, in Beirut. Uh, maybe, uh, Abir, could you maybe explain to us a little bit what Dalia is and uh, what, it, what it means for the city and what is, uh, what is this project that uh, uh, threatens the way it is right now? Uh, sure. Um, Delhi is a, is a site in the Rauche area of Beirut. It's a, it's a seafront site, um, and it's a very big, uh, big area of around 140 uh, square meters, 140,000 square meters. Um, the area has uh, historically been known for its, uh, uh, its natural beauty, its uh, environmental characteristics and landscape features, but also, more importantly, uh, its role as a main public space in Beirut. Uh, it's a place where historically the, the residents of Beirut used to, uh, used to go for gatherings, for feasts, uh, uh, for recreational activities, for swimming. Um, and it's also always had an informal economy of, uh, of fishermen uh, who offer boat rides uh, all along the coast of Beirut. So it's always acted as a as a hub for the for the Beirutis uh, to enjoy for their time, and um, and today because the uh, the entire coast of Beirut has been uh, privatized and taken over by private beach resorts, uh, Delhi is not only a public space but it's also the the only remaining breather for the city. Um, uh, recently. Um, we learned that a pri three private real estate companies uh, bought all the, the shares uh, from all the, the properties in Delhi um, and that they're planning to, to do a, a mega project uh, that's similar to all the resorts that, uh, that, uh, that are along the coast. Um, we, we heard that it, it, it encompasses a hotel, a resort, a marina and a shopping mall. Um, so this campaign started in, uh, as, a, as a reaction to, to this project and to the eviction of the fishermen that, ha that took place and to the fence that was installed by the real estate companies. Uh, the campaign um, started off with a petition online that was circulated widely uh, and then it developed into a group of people uh, who meet regularly. The group uh, encompasses uh, individuals as well as organizations, uh, that, and they're all from different backgrounds. Uh, some are architects, uh, others designers, env environmentalists, journalists, uh, artists, uh, and just users of the site. Um, 
And the um, also what's important about Delhi is that uh, it's it's opened the. Uh, a question for everybody on what is our right in the city, who owns the coast, what is the divide between the public and the private, and how can we reclaim our right uh, to this space, regardless of uh, strict property rights. Mm -hmm. So this is in a nutshell. Yeah. And, um, I think and also uh, Tanya Khouri has just joined us, and she's also part of the campaign, mm -hmm. and she's an artist. Uh, we're, maybe that's a good time to say that we are in the um, we are in the mansion, which is your your gathering space um, uh, to, for this campaign, and uh, and so so that's why we have uh, many people around for who dedicate their efforts in this uh, in this struggle. Uh, what something that uh, that seems uh, very interesting with Dahlia is that. Uh, it is obviously a very specific struggle for this part of, of Beirut that I, uh, I visited today, and that's absolutely uh, 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 breathtaking. Uh, but um, but it really has many many uh, facets uh, that we probably can associate to many others, uh, many other struggles that we know uh, elsewhere. Uh, so that I think that's what makes it very interesting. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about the environment environmental, uh, ah, sorry, the ecological issues uh, at stakes, but uh, there's also archaeological issues and obviously struggles against development and uh, capitalism and, and uh, sort of uh, um, uh, cor corrupted pol uh, local policies and, um, and as you say, like, uh, legal, legal issues and who, who owns what and uh, in which manner. So, so I think uh, it'd be good if we if we manage to talk a, a tiny bit about uh, all of that uh, today. And uh, so maybe uh, Amira, I can ask you about those uh, uh, ecological issues specifically. Uh, could you could you maybe tell us more about that? Okay, as a last open space on the coastal area in Beirut, uh, and as a very specific and special uh, uh, landscape. Uh, this side, Delhi side, Delhi Tarawshi side, is characterized by many uh, features and characteristics that is uh, unique for the whole Beirut, especially at the Manta Al Ashra, the Beirut coastal area, the time zone in Beirut. Uh, so uh, this site is has uh, a very unique flora in there, uh, knowing that uh, as a hotspot for flora and uh, uh, different kind of vegetation. Uh, Delhi hosts a, uh, a the Matelio, Crassifolia, uh, sorry, the which is an endemic species in Beirut, and it's only found in Lebanon. This species, yet because of an, if any kind of uh, building or construction will happen there in this site, will be like losing one of the endemic species that is only found in in Delhi, in Delhi Terrausche. Um Plus, uh, this uh, as an open area and a coastal zone area, Delhi is characterized by its uh, rich biodiversity, the marine biodiversity there. And you can find there different kind of uh, uh, fish that are quite endangered. And you have uh, two or three kinds that are red listed in, in the IUCN red list, uh, in IUCN red list. In addition to that, uh, there there uh, was a two or three 
kind of uh, mammal, marine mammals such as uh, the seal that was found to be uh, having some kind of habitat in one of the caves in Delhi. Uh, uh, mentioning the cave, the cave is a very unique uh, uh, habitat for many species, marine species. In addition to that, those caves host uh, one, uh, the, um, uh, a bat species, the Egyptian bat species, which is uh, quite like endangered as well because of all the construction that's happening uh, and losing of uh, and the loss of habitat that's happening uh, in Beirut and other areas in Lebanon. In addition to that, uh, um, what we have as well, uh, talking about the characteristic and uh, the ecological function of the area, uh, knowing that uh, environment at its help, it's, uh, it's important, but linking the environment and uh, human uh, well-being and uh, health, uh, we cannot sacrifice uh, uh, environment play, the environment and the open spaces and the marine environment play a very important role in assuring uh, human well-being. And uh, you know that uh, for a good livelihood, everyone, like, uh, um, at least there is a statistic that says that we need, like, around uh, how many meters of open space we need? Each uh, 40, 40 square meters. Yeah. And in Beirut, there's one square yeah, meter. In Beirut, we have less than one square meter uh, of open area for people to, to live. <coughs> so, uh, mainly, these are the characteristics, the environmental characteristics of daily. Adding to that, the archaeology and geology feature of Delhi are quite important. If you see the facade of the Raushe, uh, which uh, shows the, the, the different geological area that we pass through in Lebanon, and this is the only site where you can clearly see it without doing any kind of excavation or, or uh, drilling there. Uh, archaeologically, there is a kind of uh, different flints that were found on the site there, which reflects on the old age and the different civilization that went through the site. And uh, the site is known a little bit to be uh, uh, to have a certain kind of uh, fresh water there, uh, so which reflects the, the importance, the ecological uh, uniqueness of that site from the flora to the fauna, from the marine biodiversity, and from the environmental richness. So all this site formed this unique open landscape environmental site that is worth to be protected as a natural reserve for the public. Like a natural reserve, when you talk natural reserve, we mean that linking between the natural and the natural environmental ecological biodiversity, the social aspect and economic aspect, in order to sustain the life of uh, Beirutis and, and the population living here. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, uh, there's one document in particular that really uh, encompasses all those issues together, which is uh, the letter that I think uh, your um, a campaign has been sending to uh, uh, the, the main architect of uh, this development, which happens to be uh, Remcoles, so that's, that's quite not that innocent either. That even uh, with all those issues, we, we also have the, the issue of the star architecture uh, uh, intervening. So it, uh, I think we can, we can really say that it is a site that gathers all those, uh, all those things that uh, so many struggles uh, in uh, so many cities are, are encountering right now. But uh, one issue in particular uh, in, um, in the list you're making, one issue strikes me in uh, the fact that you're you're saying that the the property of of um, 
of the development has been acquired uh, illegally, uh, or I mean, or in a, in a very legal, ambiguous uh, manner. So, could you maybe tell us more about that? And, <coughs> I don't know which one of you. He means how he uh, it was sold. Yeah. How 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 ha the companies bought it, and there's another level that it trespasses on the public domain. So maybe start with the companies and all. Yeah, continue. it's just um, we think it's problematic that uh, it was uh, sold uh, cheaply because it used to be owned by many families, and then they so, uh, um, sold it cheaply two big companies owned by Hariri, three different companies owned by Hariri without knowing, by the late Prime Minister Hariri, without knowing that they were selling to the Prime Minister. So they sold it cheaply and then obviously uh, the price become much higher later. And this is what <coughs> we found problematic because when one person with such political power own a, a huge uh, part of the land, they can have a monopoly over changing uh, the law, banding the law, whatever, um, however they please. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I understood correctly, what I what I read, it's also if if we go back even further, there's there's even uh, during the the colonial era, there's mm -hmm. even a, a sort of uh, um, appropriation, uh, a national appropriation of something that that did not really mean to be appropriate. Uh, Appropriated in the legal. Yeah, legal this sector. is this is the second also side of the story that, in addition to what Tanya mentioned, we've also recently researched and found out that the that the the plot configuration in Delhi trespasses upon the maritime public domain. There's an old 1920s uh, French uh, law that was issued. Uh, when during the French mandate and which still stands until now that says. Uh, it is strictly maritime public domain anywhere where the water uh, comes at any point during the year. And if you look today at the cadastral map of Delhi, you will see that uh, most of the properties, all of the properties actually, reach the tip of the land, uh, even where in the places where the water covers uh, the whole land. So the area, the, the area of the, the square meters of the, of the whole site almost doubled with this appropriation of the of the maritime public domain, so we're sure that at some point some uh, some manipulation happened to the to the boundaries of the of where the private is and where the maritime public domain is. But we're not sure yet what year. Uh, it was either done in the 60s or in the 90s, and the previous uh, maps amended. Um, and this is what we were particularly referring to 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 illegal. Uh, illegal uh, taking of the land um, and and on another level th yeah, the, the, <coughs> the really important thing that Tanya touched upon is that um, these these uh, these lands have always been been privately owned but it was shared property by families and this was never in contradiction to its public use because the law has always been that no building uh, activity is allowed on the site because it's the waterfront of Beirut. But then when these companies bought the lands with the political power, they changed laws to be able to build whatever resort they want to build. Mm -hmm. And uh, could we maybe talk about your um, your struggle strategy? Because, I mean, there's been this letter, for example, that I, I read the, the, the answer of Rem Kulas, who basically says that he will 
integrate those issues in uh, in the design, which is a way to say that it doesn't really care, I suppose. But uh, I mean, it's, uh, so is there is there some um, is there some actions that are engaged at a legal level, or what what is the strategy? Yeah, I mean, there are different uh, things happening. You probably can say more, uh, can mm. have it updated because I, I wasn't uh, around in the last few months. But there is uh, a plan to answer uh, Remkola's uh, letter because it's uh, it's also, I mean, what you said, but it's um, that maybe he doesn't really care, but he opened also a discussion with mm. us and we could use this uh, chance to to uh, further um, discuss these issues and uh, tell uh, our point of view uh, from the point of view of people using this space. Uh, and also there is a legal um, a campaign happening as well as uh, uh, actions on, on the ground that we've been doing throughout uh, this campaign and we uh, would like to continue doing. Um, do you want to go in details of the legal... Sure. Uh, <coughs> yeah, on, on the legal level, um, we've we've filed a lawsuit against one of the one of the laws that were issued illegally during the war, and it and it enable, and it it's one of these laws that uh, give more opportunities for developers uh, on the coast. Uh, we also uh, know that whatever building is going to be made will require a special uh, special law to be issued. And in, in the Lebanese law, you have uh, a period of uh, two months to be able to um, object on the law. So we're, we're constantly checking the, the official gazette to, to see if any law is, is made for daily to enable the project so we can file uh, a lawsuit against it. And ap- I mean, also apart from the law, one of our strategies now is that we also want to open a debate about what is it that we want uh, so we're we're organizing and we're going to launch very soon an open ideas competition uh, that's open to everybody to take part in to uh, to uh, to propose visions for the site for the site as a public uh, shared common space um, which would somehow come in 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 face of whatever private project is being planned so it's it's to say that we have alternatives, and there are many possibilities, and these are the ways to do them. Um, so this is also a way to pressure the local authorities that you can do something about it. And we've also given, sorry, and we've also given a, a, a number of uh, talks and, and lectures in different universities, also to kind of open this discussion, but also because there's a lot of people who don't really know about this space and don't really know about this campaign. And I think part of what we do and we'd like to do is to build this new uh, collective memory with this space so that people realize that this is a space that they can use and they might not be able to soon. Mm. So it's also part of the strategy, the public use. Add into that, we were being visiting ministers and are working with the Ministry of Environment to uh, uh, to uh, to to classify the site as a natural reserve. 
Uh, so uh, by this work, we will be able to like a little bit to save this place and uh, assure that none of the projects that will be done in the future will be affecting the environmental and cultural aspect of the site. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we are working on uh, on trying to find allies from the Mediterranean basin, knowing that Lebanon has signed a lot of decrees that uh, oblige him to save his coastal area and the marine uh, sites. So I think uh, forming allies and relying on a little bit going back to the international laws that Lebanon has signed, such as the biological uh, uh, the biological agreement uh, on biodiversity, and in addition to that, the Barcelona agreement. All this like may help us, and we are relying on them to form allies with other countries in the Mediterranean to uh, stronger and harden our fight and our uh, struggle to save uh, Dali. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually interesting that. Um very early on in this program, I did a conversation with uh, Daniel Fernandez Pascual, who was dealing with very similar issues all the way to the other side of the Mediterranean in, in Spain. So mm -hmm. I think there, there is an interesting bridge to be done here. Uh, Ali, maybe you want to to jump in because we we haven't heard you yet. Uh, would you? Yeah, depends if there's a need. <laughs> yeah, maybe to add a, an additional vision because it's, once again there's so many facets to this. Uh, yeah, the thing is, yeah, the, the issue of Delhi it cannot be separated from what has happened all over the Lebanese coast uh, going back to the 60s of the last century, basically. And even before, we can go back, if we do, going through our research, we can even trace it back to the beginnings of the Republic. So what's happening now is, in a sense, a continuation of what uh, capitalists and the ruling class has tried to do all through uh, before the war, and then during the war this class has changed, and uh, the successors, if we can say the former warlords, uh, took over and continued the struggle basically, what they consider basically a struggle to take over all what's public in this country. So going specifically to Dalia, what Tanya mentioned earlier, the thing is that there is legislation governing the Lebanese coast. And this legislation has been repeated all over through several decrees and even in the master plan for the Lebanese territory, uh, the coastal areas have been given a special uh, situation, a protection situation, basically. And what's being done now is uh, actually the, the issue of selling the land cheaply is because it has no va it had no value at the time, because the investment coefficient, the construction coefficient, was very low, and similar to other areas. And the abuse of power that has is happening and has happened in other areas is that the new owners are trying to change this coefficient and make the land more expensive, even uh, against all attempts that or the, even calls that say let's uh, let the government or the municipality purchase the land. They're asking now for huge, very, very high prices, thousands of times more than what the land 
was bought for basically in uh, towards the 90s of, of uh, last century so this is one I guess and the manipulation of laws uh, is again something that we should we will be looking at uh, how to challenge this besides the lawsuit mobilization of people mobilization of uh, what we can say uh, call a silent uh, majority uh, to move against this uh, these attempts it's basically it's one of the human rights that is being attacked in this case Lebanon has ratified signed and ratified the international covenant on economic, social, and cultural rights in the 1970s, one of the first countries. And the right to space and recreation is one of a, is, is considered, considered a basic human right. Delhi is a space for recreation, for culture, for uh, uh, human use, besides construction. And this is one thing that uh, could be highlighted and will be highlighted in the future. What else can I, I mean? There's, it's, it's not a simple issue of uh, construction where somebody like Rem Kulhas can say, I will take your concerns into consideration in my construction. It's simply not allowed to build there. Whether he cannot, it's by no means that our concerns can be incorporated in a design. I mean, this is something that cannot be built, mm-hmm. ca- cannot be put in, in concrete or can you take my concerns uh, of space in, in going through a mall, for example? I don't go to malls. Many people do, do not like to go there in these buildings. How can we put their concerns in, in such a site? In a mall. In a mall, yeah. In a shop or something. Yeah. Uh, one thing that Amira did not mention is that the, the rock structure over the texture over there is very fragile. Is very, very fragile. I can tell you that it's nearly impossible to do excavation without destroying the whole site. And it's, it, you cannot simply dig a place and leave, it, leave the other side intact because it's, it, it collapses very easily. If you go there and inspect the, the formation of the rock, you would see that every year erosion is happening. So even the Raushi, Raushi is, is one of our national uh, symbols, emblems. It was one of the currency, on the currency at one point in time. Anyone who comes to Lebanon visits it. Uh, what will they see? Rem Kulhas? I mean, yes, he's a nice person, but let him stay in Holland. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that we want to see here. And, and at the moment, there's, um, there's dozens of concrete blocks that are already on the, on the rock, so I suppose it also already... Like this is, again, this falls again in the abuse of power. Mm-hmm. At this time, the rock, the, these uh, concrete blocks were put there uh, within a governmental plan to expand the fishermen's port. Mm-hmm. Environmentally, there are concerns towards how the sport can be expanded or developed in a way to protect the fishermen, to give them their right, at the same time conserving the environment around it. The funny thing is that these blocks were brought and put there by the government. This is public money. And now they're left there on so-called private property to be used later by those investors to establish their own marina. Meaning not only that we have to give them more investment, but we have to give them, we will give them our own money. Again, abuse of power. This is this is what you can describe 
the situation of Delhi and other sites in on the Lebanese coast. Mm -hmm. And so, so at this at uh, this very moment, where what are what is the status? I mean, uh, you've been saying you you're waiting for this specific law to legislation to to occur, but is that what what is the current status of the of the project as it is? Look, I, th I think I think in the Abir. Nimira mentioned, legally there's not much you can do except wait to challenge any legislation that is given contrary to the law. This is one. This is one step that we will be waiting for because there's nothing that we can do about it. But again, awareness and mobilization of people, uh, keeping the issue a public, a public issue, an issue of public debate, is one of the means to to continue and, and to prevent those people from uh, moving with their plans. This is, I don't think there are other means because the only way to stop such projects is public pressure. Mm -hmm. Public, the legal side we're we're waiting for it, we're monitoring it. But besides public pressure, what can we do? I mean, yes, if we had an army, we would go there, occupy it, and uh, declare it uh, somewhere a free area. A free republic for people. Yeah, I mean, it, it, looked, it looks like a concentration camp now. It's closed with a fence. The only way to free it is to go there with military and then free it and declare it a, a free republic for people. Scare the forums. <laughs> I think he, who, you were asking about, uh, you were asking about uh, what, what's going to happen with, if we know if the plan is happening, the, the construction, that's mm -hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, we don't know. No, like we don't we know any uh, the status of the project. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it's common practice that they hire uh, our architects to present the scheme so that they're able to present this scheme to other investors to sell the land, to show them that these are the possibilities. And this is common practice in Beirut, where they do the project and then they showcase it to uh, rich people from the Gulf, for example, and offer to sell it for... Capital holders to price. sell them shares to, to mm -hmm. sell them yeah. uh, either shares in the, in the in the project per se or direct units directly units within the project itself so they make advance payments this way they don't have to pay from their own pockets basically and so they build with other people's money. So th there is really no project happening uh, now, and this is why we also have a lot of hope in this campaign. And because we really believe that uh, this part of the city um, is about public space, but it's also about a way of life, that we're unable to live anymore in the city. It's a place where uh, you go and your shoes become dirty, and uh, you go and do whatever you want, and no one tells you what to do. Um, and very few places remain in the city. It's that not controlled. It's not controlled, it's unscripted, it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's remained as wild as it's always been. It's wild nature. And it's not based on consumerism. <coughs> yeah, and uh, we'll, we will add photos, obviously, to the conversation that will... That will it's about people. That pretty well. I think it's, it's all about people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether people, the common people, have the right to live in the city or mm -hmm. not, and where. But, but also, to, to repeat uh, what Amira was saying earlier, in, uh, maybe beyond people, maybe just... Uh, yeah, I mean, the environment, including the environment. People have lived with their ecosystem exactly. for mm -hmm. centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, thank you so much to the four of you to have 
talk to me today and maybe to add a little bit to the to add a little bit to the hope is that I think uh, you've been uh, you've been uh, loud enough so far to uh, for I, I heard about it before I, I, I even knew I was coming to bear it so uh, but um, I mean obviously the 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 outrages of social media are very short in time, but still it helps to, to spread a little bit the awareness of that. So I wish you the best of luck in this, uh, in this campaign. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot.